For the New York State AFL-CIO, I'm Darcy Wells, and this is Union Strong. Governor Cuomo ordered all non-essential construction to shut down at the end of March as the coronavirus started sweeping across the state, infecting an alarming number of people, including construction workers. The directive halted most construction except for emergency work, which included road and bridge, utility work, and hospital and affordable housing construction. And that directive happened after workers started speaking up about dangerous conditions on the job site. Now, construction's one of the first industries to get back up and running as part of the governor's reopening plan. Joining me on the Union Strong podcast to talk about this is Pat Purcell, the executive director of Greater New York Lesset, which is Laborers, Employers, Cooperation and Education Trust. So Pat, welcome to the program. Thank you so much. And before we get started, I just want to take a moment and thank Mario Salento and his staff and all of you who have done such an amazing job at clearly the most difficult time in our history. And uh, I, I think I speak for everybody uh, on the labor side when I say thank you for all that you've done. Well, we appreciate that. And we appreciate what you're doing, Pat. Can you start by explaining to our listeners what Lessit's mission is? Sure. Lessit represents uh, both the union workers, the laborers, you know, members of LIUNA, and we also represent the unionized contractors. And our number one mission is to um, go out and create work and get work for the contractors and they then hire the unionized uh, laborers to do the work. So our thing is you keep the contractors working, they hire the unionized laborers, and that's when you get your best people out there doing work. Right. Okay. And so most construction was shut down as we started to see the number of COVID cases rise at the beginning of this pandemic. Can you describe a typical construction site pre-COVID and, and so why there was this need to shut them down? What are the sites typically like as far as, you know, proximity of workers and that type of thing? Yeah, I mean, a lot of it has to do with the size of it, obviously. I mean, in New York City, especially, you're talking about, you know, you could be working on a 75-story building or you could be working on a three-story affordable housing. So a lot of it has to do with the kind of work that you're doing. But in in, in general, it is work where there is close contact between, between workers. Uh, a lot of work takes more than one to do it, whether you're you know, you're you're mixing the cement, you're, you know, putting in elevators, all the stuff that these folks do. Everything requires uh, help. Very little on the construction side is just one person doing that job. So everybody works very close. They're all in very close quarters. They take their lunches together. Um, and, you know, so it's a very close knit group, both on the site and when the time comes to be off the site. Uh, so, uh, you know, it, it it was something that when there's something like this happened, it, it wasn't it, no one's prepared for this. Mm-hmm. But in this atmosphere, I think you would see that there was a lot of people uh, working very, very closely together. And that by nature is construction. So workers did start to get sick and, and started testing positive. It was workers who actually spoke up about concerns about safety on the job. Yeah, I mean, workers, uh, look, one of the benefits of having a union is that you can speak up without uh, have to have any concern about retaliation or being fired or any of that other stuff. So they did begin to speak up. I think they're the, the biggest concern they started having was they were hearing that other people were, were testing positives. Mm-hmm. And, you know, this is a uh, something with a tremendous amount of unknown. So it creates uh, a lot of frightened people um, that just simply don't know 
really, you know, what what it, what it's all about. And at the time, I think that was uh, that, that was happening. So I think a lot of people got scared, straight up got scared mm -hmm. as to. Uh, and then you think about what, the work that construction does uh, and the sweating and the hard work that goes into it. it you know, your average worker there is going to feel like this is just a tinderbox ready to go up, uh, you know. And so, yes, they did start. We, of course, were already talking to employers and, and members and stuff. We already were out there uh, waiting to see what would happen uh, and were ready to go as soon as this stuff started hitting to, to shut down the sites. So what did that mean to uh, you know all these workers and the membership? How did they cope with that? I mean, were they basically just told, you know, look, we're shut down, you're laid off? Well, you know, it's it's uh, it's it's really you know, it's a really difficult situation, especially in construction, where they they're not just going to work. They love to work. They love the job that they do. Mm -hmm. um, you know, everybody wants to make a salary and make their pay, but they also enjoy what they do. But this is such a unique this COVID that we're, we're, we're dealing with is so unique that I just think that there was an overwhelming amount of construction workers that were simply terrified mm -hmm. and scared to go onto the site. And that's not something you normally see. Um, you know, the construction union historically has been a just fantastic of being there in the time of need for our city. And, you know, after 9-11, they were down at the site for months, literally helping clean up. But this was something that I think really uh, scared people. Mm -hmm. And uh, so a lot of them, uh, wanted to be away from the job, wanted to be away because of that. Mm -hmm. uh, so that was one of the things. And again, so the when it comes to being furloughed, which a lot of employees were ultimately furloughed or laid off, the state program combined with the federal program uh, actually provided workers with a very substantial percentage of their paychecks. So um, they were doing OK and they continue to be doing OK mm -hmm. uh, as they balance the need to get to work. And the economy, you know, their economics or their family, but at the same time, knowing that they're safe. It is interesting because you think of construction workers, you know, they're tough, right? They have to endure yeah. whatever the weather is. You know, they're still out there working. It's cold. You're trying to get the project done. So this really was a real eye opener where everybody was saying, you know what? Wait a minute. It's just not worth it. Yes. So then how do you work um, with the contractors and the workers now with the idea that um, now that things are going to start to reopen, it's going to be construction is going to be one of the first industries. So what have you been talking about to make sure that workers are safe as they head back to the construction sites? You know, one of the things that I just I find uh, absolutely amazing and, and really very comforting is that um, our contractors, the unionized contractors, they care greatly for their workers. Um, they do not want them working when things were happening. They don't want them working unless safety, certain safety conditions can be met. They're going to work really hard to make sure that those are met. You know, I, I'm just so impressed with the commitment to those to worker safety that these uh, that these contractors have. So we'll do everything we can to help, whether it's if they need help getting masks, if they help needing, you know, whatever they could possibly need. Um, on the job site, that could be hand sanitizers, it could be you know, eye washing stations, whatever we can do to help them, because we know that they truly uh, want to do the right thing here, mm -hmm. and they don't want anybody getting sick. They want to be able to produce work, obviously, and, and finish jobs. 
but they really do put their workers uh, first, especially in something as serious as this. Well, that's good to hear. And so do you are you getting the sense, you know, as we're watching the governor do these daily press briefings and things that it's going to be really, um, you know, in, in, in certain regions of the state that are going to try to go back to normal first? That's what's going to happen with construction, too. Right. Yes. I mean, that's our understanding of how it's going to happen. I mean, uh, agreements are being made all over between, you know, uh, unions and contractors as to really dealing with the safety issue, you know, mandating the six feet, making sure there's enough uh, um, gloves available, making sure there's enough mask available. Um, That's really a big part of what's going to what's going to be happening. And of course, as you said, there's different things happening in different parts of the state. Construction is so very important to our economy. Uh, There are good paying jobs. There's a lot, you know, millions and millions go into the investment. So it's an important one to get up and running, um, but it has to get up and running within the proper safety, uh, you know, boundaries. Mm -hmm. And, you know, we feel very confident that everybody is committed to doing this and doing this the right way. And, you know, once we get past the point of the 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 social distancing and the the face masks and that kind of thing, do you think it's going to change how construction is done in the future? Like, will it involve new safety training and things will just be done differently? I don't think there's an industry out there that will be the same ever again. Mm. I don't think uh, it's specifically, I mean, in my case, it's construction. But overall, I don't think anybody is going to ever going to be able to go back to the way it was before this. Uh, At the very least, they are going to have to make sure that we have better protocols put into place to be able to get necessary equipment and masks and what have you. Um, You know, there's no question that they're going to be they're going to have to figure this out. We're going to be wearing masks for a long time, is mm-hmm. my personal opinion. Mm-hmm. And is why we're wearing those masks and doing the distancing. They're going to have to look at staggered schedules, I'm sure, instead of having everybody come in at the same time. Um, you know, they're going to they're going to have to do a lot of things to make sure that the workers are safe. The work's getting done. But, yes, I, I don't I don't think this or most industries are ever going to go back to the way they were. And you've seen how non-union work sites operate. Does this pandemic highlight the importance, do you think, of belonging to a union? Oh, without question. I mean, this is really, um, you know, uh, I hate to say it this way, but this is where the non-union, a lot of the non-union companies shine. You know, I mean, there's just such disregard for workers. I mean, if you just you've been hearing story after story about a place where there was 800 workers and 500 workers. And this is after we're into this thing almost two months Mm -hmm. and, you know, people not being tested, you know, for a lot of employers that uh, employees that don't have a union, you know, they're really at the mercy of their employer. And a lot of folks simply it's money first Mm -hmm. and everything else second. And you're going to find that on non-union sites, just like you're going to find wage theft, just like you're going to you're going to find issues with safety. You're going to find on a non-union site that there is clearly um, greater violations of the law, but just more importantly, violations of of common sense safety rules under the current circumstances that we have. And you're going to see, I think, a lot of that. I think we're going to probably have people out in the field uh, visiting some of those sites and trying to, uh, you know, potentially, you know, report people that are going to be doing this and not doing the right thing. Um, but there's a, this is this is where you, it really matters to have a union where you can say your piece and your union could go speak on your behalf. And well, you don't have to worry about losing your job and mm-hmm. you don't have to worry about any of that stuff. You know, the union can go up there and talk about whatever's concerning you with management. And, you know, the non-union folks simply don't have that. They've got the fear of the disease. 
toppled by the fear of losing their jobs. Well, it sounds encouraging. You've got, you know, the contractors and the workers all getting on the same page and, and working together to, to get things back up and running. So that's really good to hear. So um, Pat Purcell, Executive Director of Greater New York Lesson, I want to thank you for coming on the podcast. And I, I you sound really good. So I hope you uh, continue to stay safe. Thank you. You too. To everybody up there in the staff, Mario and everybody again. Great work. Everybody's working hard. But the most important thing is to stay healthy, stay safe and be with your families. Thanks, Pat. Thank you. Joining me on the podcast now is our digital director, Kevin Eitzman. Hi, Kevin. Hi, Darcy. How are you doing? Good, good. Another uh, day, another week. But hopefully, you know, we're on the the right path in New York. It seems like it's getting a little bit better now. Right. I know. Getting some positive signs anyway. So it was interesting Mm -hmm. to hear Pat talk about, you know, when he was talking specifically with construction sites, how they're going to change. And he mentioned how, you know, everything's going to change. All industries, our whole way of life. Um, so, you know, you think of things back with 9-11 and how we go through the airports now, and, and it's going to be some of that same stuff, right, With uh, because of this. Yeah, I think we really hope that, you know, we've been talking about essential workers and, and um, you know, lifting them up. But going forward, there hopefully is uh, new procedures in place to protect workers and to give them the respect and the protection and the protocols that they need to be able to to work in this new environment. I think everybody's going to just be reevaluating. Um, you know, I know Mario is already here for our workplace. What do we have to do differently and to keep everybody safe? It's just going to be a whole new way of life for all of us, I think. So, um, so meanwhile, we're talking about, you know, starting to maybe reopen parts of the state and then we have our own uh, recovery plan and um, want to remind folks on where they can find out more about that and how they can help us uh, lift that up. Yeah, we're going to have the recovery plan on our website and we're going to be uh, launching some some ads and talking points about it uh, because it's really important for us to, you know, not just return to normal, but return to a better work environment for workers. So we'll have that on our website and social media. And then, uh, you know, wherever you're on listening to this podcast from, uh, if you could like it, comment on, share it and give us a rating that really helps us uh, get the message out. Right, it does. The more ratings we get, the more uh, people can see what we're doing and see the podcast and become aware of it. So we appreciate that. All right, Kevin. Well, uh, stay safe and, um, and I'll talk to you soon. Thanks. Thanks. Thanks for listening to the Union Strong podcast. If you like what you're hearing, you can subscribe and give us a rating. This has been a production of the New York State AFL-CIO. Our president is Mario Salento. Our secretary treasurer is Terry Melvin. We're a federation of 3,000 unions representing 2.5 million union members, retirees, and their families with one goal, to raise the standard of living and quality of life of all working people. We keep New York State Union strong by fighting for better wages, better benefits, and better working conditions. For more information on the labor movement in New York, visit nysaflcio.org. Until next time, stay union and stay strong.